0: Welcome back to the Balance Boldly Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen. Happy to be back here with you. Woo! Here we go. The year is almost halfway over. We are in 2021, rolling that stone of all of the wackiness from 2020 right down that hill and getting ready to create our own new lane for our own new reality to create all of our joy. Notice the pattern and what I'm saying. We are the creators. We have way more control than we think we do. We can't necessarily control the speed of the boulder. We can't even control the width of the boulder of all the things from 2020s past, all the things that happened at the top of this year in your life, in your love, in your relationships with your key siblings and support people and power partners and clients, nor in your business. But you can create what you want to happen along that new role that that boulder you had no control over happens to be making way for because there is a lot of gift in all of these lessons. And I'm really grateful today to invite here for you this amazing gentleman whose accent is Quite sexy, by the way. I'm going to have to say that. I know my husband is listening to this like Nikita, but he he gets me. He's known his wife for a really long time. We have to welcome Nico Rarison. I hope I said that correctly because I've been practicing my Z's. Rarison, Rarison. Do you guys follow me? It's like so sweet. (laughs) He's a mindset coach for top level entrepreneurs, helping to turn stress into their competitive advantage so they can live in ecstasy. Nico, welcome to the Balance Holy Podcast. How are you today?
1: Fantastic. I have to say your voice is really warm and soothing. It makes me relax completely just like that. <laughs>
0: Thank you. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I've never been called warm and relaxing before, so that's sweet. (laughs) All right, Nico, tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing in the mindset space because you have a pretty eclectic background. You put a lot of the best parts of yourself into what you do to help people become the best of who they are. And I'd love for you to share a little bit with everyone listening.
1: So my work, my company is called Perform With Pleasure. But to me, performance is everything that is difficult doing what you want to do what you choose to do freely choose when it's difficult so that is both in business as in relationships that's what is harder than holding on to yourself under the pressure of somebody that loves you so i i have at the moment i uh, i'm focusing on like all the mindset value and it's, yeah, it has three main parts the first part is indeed how to learn how to make stress and intense emotions your friend. How you can leverage it for what it's made for. Because your emotions are there to talk to you. It's your body task that asks you, pay attention. This is important to you. And when you learn how to embrace that, in that moment, something beautiful happens. When you start to ask you, hey, why do I care? In that moment, you start to get a beautiful sight in, okay, what is going on under the surface here, in my underlying mindset? And also, then the second question is very important. Like I find this important, apparently, or my body reacts as if it's important, but is it freely chosen by me? Or is it something that somebody else has given me when I was younger or that I learned from society or from past things? In that moment, there's a big opportunity in stress, in conflict, in intense emotions to really deepen your oh, way of doing life, finding more fulfillment. So that's step one. That's, of course, to me, closely related to what I'm most passionate about helping people to make pleasure a priority.
0: Mm, yes, yeah, you speaking my language. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs>
1: Now, now, but what a lot of people confuse pleasure with. And when I say that to some of my clients, they come to me with Nico. I'm successful because I grind it, and I have to say to you like that that later we go a bit deeper into my story. But grinding it will give you short term success, but long term collapse. So you will be prevent yourself to stepping into your full potential. Why you don't understand and use and leverage the way nature designed your body? And and so we have first stress, which is really important uh, because it helps us to adapt to the environment. When we stress, it gives us cortisol, adrenaline, which gives us more energy. It releases uh, adrenocorticotropin, uh, which helps us to focus. You know, mm-hmm. so it helps us when we stop resisting it. When we start stop to stress about the stress that before there's even stress to stress about. You
0: know, right, which causes anxiety. Right. Exactly.
1: So once you realize that, Malay well, can leverage that. But then, of course, if you're too stressed, if your stress levels are too high, our body goes into freeze mode. And it's like you're a little lizard, you take lizards lizard, it plays dead. Why? Mm-hmm. Because perhaps if I'm, a, if I'm a predator, I might think, oh, this animal is sick, I'm not going to eat it. That's the first right. thing. Second thing, if it would eat you, if it would bite you, your veins are constricted. That was what reacts. And so you will bleed out much much less fast. And you have much more time to escape. And last but not least, if nothing else happens, if everything else fails, you will suffer less. Because your, your pain levels will be subdued. So that's that. That's, that's the stress part. So when you learn to embrace stress, that helps you. Then the second part is, okay, pleasure. But what is pleasure? Pleasure is the way that nature rewards you for behavior, that helps you to not always survive, but thrive. Now, traditionally, for sure in old age, it was like, okay, we we find food, or we protect against a threat. So what happens, for example, there's a mammoth walking out here, and so we hear it, we work together. We work together and we go after that, but because mammoth is so strong, we have to really... Work a long time. So what happened in the day? We just drove it so much. It was like a marathon. We 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 uh, we pushed it until it was really exhausted, and then we killed. Mm-hmm. It. That was happened. Right. What our body does? Aha! Here you have dopamine from the moment mm-hmm. because it's, it
0: helps us to to continue when it's hard. But when we see there's some progress,
1: for example, the, the mallet is is. Uh, showing signs of, of exhaustion
0: mm-hmm.
1: Then we also have endorphins because when we have when we're running down our moment we were tired and it hurts it's the so-called runner's high so it helps us to lower our system so pleasure these are two systems the, these two hormones and some more they are what i call the striving pleasure hormones mm-hmm. and they buffer our bodies so we don't get overactivated. So we don't get into the freeze mode. Yeah, but that's not enough. And but a lot of high performers they make that into an art piece. But then I hear people, yeah, but won't you get to burnout? Yeah, probably, but you will because it, uh, 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 those hormones are limited. That's why people that do the shortcut that take coke afterwards they get like a, a dopamine dump, and all of a sudden. Or you yeah. go so hard, you, you, you push, you push, you push, you push, and then you get to your biggest success. For example, mm-hmm. you win a world title, and all of a sudden you find a deep bit of despair. Because what now Because you train your nervous system to only strive for the future, to focus outside of yourself, outside of the here and now, to the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what an important part of my, my work is that I help people I help people to also activate the second pleasure system. Mm-hmm. And that is the bean pleasure system. It's called, it's, it's based on serotonin, I still go yes. on again, and then, uh, uh, what's called it again? nitric oxide, and then oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Now oxytocin is interesting because it's both a stress hormone and a relaxation hormone.
0: Yeah, the love hormone.
1: Oh baby, mm-hmm. why, because, <laughs> If there's a tiger there, you better work together. <laughs> you know, it's part of an evolutionary adaptive. And so research has demonstrated too that meaningful connections are one of the best buffers against chronic stress and against the negative effects of stress. So that's yeah. the third part of my performance pleasure system, of my mindset warrior system, is how you can create relationships where you dare to be true to yourself in the presence of somebody that you love. And, yes. and so we, and to me, that's very important. Why? Because, well, first of all, I was severely challenging that area, but also because it's the fast track for personal growth, because it gives you this mirror that you can continuously look. So what, well, how, what does that do? Well, in relationships, very often we, we have an idea of intimacy that's about an us. Where I compromise, you compromise. But the problem is that in a certain moment, if you keep doing that, you will lose yourselves. I always say like, suppose you're wine and I'm beer, then we meet, oh, we're to each other because you have this beautiful voice and you have this sparkly skin. And well, I have some things for me going to. And all of a sudden, what starts to happen, you do some beer with your wine and I should do some wine with my beer. Until the moment, that we have this tasteless nature that nobody wants to drink. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what we then often see is that then the, there's or conflict or boredom and the loss of sexual desire. Yeah. Because we have lost touch with ourselves. we practice practically making love to ourselves and that's a bit boring, no? So then. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so then
1: we have only a few chances. What you often see these days is people just separate. But then they're both broke because they were all there. they thought we we have a lack of email, of communication no there there was so much connection that there was like disagreement to not talk talk about things that were difficult, mm-hmm. so you betray yourself, you compromise you start to compromise yourself away so then a second thing is okay, what a lot of people do traditionally, when they were not able to stand on themselves, they start to disconnect emotionally so they stay together but it became like emotionally stale and then they start to live next to each other and yeah you have less pain and the less anxiety and less trauma but the problem is you also have less joy less pleasure because you can't suppress one type of emotions no you suppress everything or you allow everything so, right. if you need to be as fully alive as possible, if you want to feel that ecstasy, if you want to feel that pattern, you have to open up for the potential for pain too. So, that asks bravery. To be really intimate, it's very brave. And then, so, and then, the last thing that you could do is you could learn to stand on your own two feet again. And that's very scary when that happens. And you start, it starts to feel a little bit uncomfortable and, and shaky in the beginning. But then, when you are on standing on your own two feet, then you don't need each other anymore. But then you can choose to be each other. And then you can start to feel what, again, for who you are. Not because you need it, but, but because you are yourself, truly. And then there's this, this pulsation where you can go from coming closer to yourself and a bit separate from your partner and coming closer, choosing to, choosing to come closer to your partner. And then you have like this pulsation, which is like, those
0: Asian is quite nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it reignites those fires. You are definitely speaking my language. A lot of the work that I do with the power couples we work with is often helping them to see you don't need each other, and in fact, you don't want to need each other. Needing comes with so many dilutions to your your life, your joys, your passion, your adventure, your curiosity—all the things that made you attracted to each other were when you didn't need each other, but you should want each other, which is the choosing that you're referencing. So you are definitely up my alley, Nico, on on all the things from the hormones and and infusing it and making sure you have a good, pun intended here, balanced mix so you can boldly walk into the next pleasurable level of yourself um, or not. You really want to incorporate deep, meaningful connections. I love how you said to be intimate is to be brave. That is absolutely a quote. That is a quote by Nico. That is in, okay? So um, for everyone listening. Nico, so I'm curious, what led you to want to do this work? You you kind of inferred a little bit that you have been challenged in some of the deeper, meaningful connection areas with your own relationship. Was there something specific, an incident, a, oh, yeah. a lover? A, you well, know, a situation?
1: Mm-hmm. I was a very... Disagreeable child, very dominant, yeah, very dominant nature, very masculine. Very, I mean, like, imagine fight, playing was fighting or climbing trains for me, that was it. And soccer soccer was for me for girls. I did mm-hmm. I don't, and I come from Belgium, everybody loved soccer. I thought it was for gooseies, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so it's very hard when you're a very scrawny little kid and, and you're dominant, it's not a good combination. So, it's a hard time connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And girls, to me, when I was a child, I went to an all-boys school, girls were stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, you know, but then you become 14 and all of a sudden testosterone st- starts to shake, shake the means. And all of a sudden, they become really mysterious and beautiful and attractive and I was so scared. Mm-hmm. And so what did I do when I was age 14? The first book that I ever learned in the library was M- Mantak Chia's The Multi-Orgastic Man. Mm. Yeah, so I started going into everything was around sexuality, around intimacy, and around psychology. I went into Freud, I didn't like Freud, I went to Jung, that was more interesting, and so I started studying that. But at the same time, I still had that mission in myself, that, that very masculine warrior type thing that I wanted. And yet by age 14, I understood that I could not become a Native American or a ninja. So, what happened? I started doing Muay Thai. And after two months, I was fighting, I, I was doing competition. I loved it. I became, within a year, a Belgian champion. Then I had, had a whole race of wins. And so, around the age of 18, I was a professional Belgian champion. Mm-hmm. But now what, what was the problem? like I was, I was finding and I was finding international top fighters, like people that had three, four times the fights as me and I I and I won mostly. but at the same time, I was very afraid of women still, although I have this entire library of everything about relationships and about sexuality and about mm-hmm. psychology in my brain, but a yeah. woman look, a, a woman looking me in the eyes I, I couldn't do that. I just mm-hmm. looked down and ran away. But at the same time, I was a boss because he gave me a world champion and, I, and he hit me hard and I smiled in his
0: face. I didn't care. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. But who oh, that mysterious
0: power. That was your Achilles heel. Oh, yeah.
1: And so my first girlfriend, I met her like, at like this. After my fight, there was like summer break. So I went to a party, a party city. She met me when we were both drunk. She talked to me. And I latched up to this poor girl. I was like, you're mine now. Mm -hmm. And so we stayed together for three years. But you can imagine that somebody that is very dominant, but at the same time very needy, (laughs) poor girl, not a good Mm -hmm. combination. And she felt that we were not really a good match. So when she, after three years, finally decided, okay, this is not it, I was completely destroyed. I, 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 I didn't leave the bed I just went to train I did a vacation job And that was it So my father Who had been ill Who had raised me for 14 years uh, He couldn't bear to see it So he saw this And he was really sad You know Because he had I mean like We were very close he was my best friend uh, Because he raised me Because he was ill Since I was 6 years old And then uh, And so the then, a certain moment, that was my birthday, 21, I became 21, and I didn't want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But my friend said, Nico, we have to go out, you know, so we went out, and then pff, I didn't feel it, so I went home early, and then, uh, and then on my birthday myself, I just went to work, and I went up to my bed to sleep again. But then around five, six, I heard some noise in the car, and I, I looked, and I saw like a friend of my father, I'm like, oh, no, God damn it. He's gonna do a barbecue. <laughs> so I go downstairs, I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to talk to this busy guy. The door was locked. I was like, what is this? I started screaming really bad, bang on the door. And I had to wait like for five, 10 minutes and I heard some, some things, but I didn't make the link. So then finally the door opened, I stormed outside and all my friends were there, all my family, my, my entire training team, everywhere was there. So of course I, I broke down a time. And it was so beautiful. In that moment, I saw oh, there's more to life. Like I have all these people loving me I've yes. asked, I have my. and that, that was my father did. It was the last thing we did because two weeks later, he was dead.
0: Mm. I'm so sorry.
1: So in that moment, something switched. In that moment, I got into from a more dependent attachment style. I got into an avoidance. So I start to talk, I am polyamorous. Because then if I die, my wife wife will not end up alone and the other way around. So that was my. Mm. But then in practice, I never lived like that until a woman asked me to become monogamous and I started to freak out. Right. But they didn't have too much a problem with my idea of polyamory. They had a problem that every time when they came close, very close, when we had the most intimate, beautiful experience when we were both multi-orgasmic and we were just waiting for hours on this wave of pure orgasmic bliss, I started to talk about horrible things. I start to literally say things that hurt them deeply.
0: Yeah, so you shrink back and push them away. But I didn't realize that. But like, right.
1: they, they're rejecting me, who I am. No, they rejected the bullshit that I was telling myself. But I didn't Absolutely. see that for 15 years. But so, at the same time also, I was going really deep into psychology because I became a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I worked at the university around quality of life. So I was an assistant professor. But after two years, I felt empty, you know, because mm-hmm. it, I wanted to go for my f- passion to fighting. So I went fully into fighting. I gave up my my academic career. I stopped doing my PhD and I went to fighting. And in uh, the first years, I, I was doing really well. But the problem was I got success because I was like Rocky. Mm. So I kept pushing forward and forward and forward. And no matter how hard I got hit, like he says, I kept grinding forward. And it gets very popular. The public loves it. Yeah. My ego loved it. My, my body did not So at the age of 30, I have made the switch from Muay Thai to mixed martial arts to cage fighting. And and it was a difficult transfer, but at the moment, you know, at the at certain moment, I had I just won against a Japanese legend. I had a contract as a coach in an American team that was specialized in what I was weak at, wrestling, and I was gonna do the Ultimate Fighter TV show. So everything was aligned, and then but then I had a medical checked, and all of a sudden, without me knowing, I had to have immediate surgery because my two, my two retinas were detached, almost completely torn. Mm. it was outside of my field of vision and that moment it all collapsed i lost my job i lost the opportunity to get into the ultimate fighter It all fell away and so i kept on fighting while i was once i was recuperated but i detached it six more times i had like seven surgeries And so I had no choice but to stop because I look at love at view be- like to look at beautiful people and things like yourself, you know. To stop watch. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, in, but in that moment, I realized so like what I did, my mistake. I didn't step into my fullest potential. Yeah, I have a bunch of titles, but I was not the multiple-time world champion that I had the opportunity, the skill, and the mindset for. No, because I didn't listen to my body. Hmm. And so I started working with some some elite athletes, some world champions in a Formula 2 race car driving, in Muay Thai, in Jiu Jitsu, and I helped them to do it differently. But then I started to see with some of them and also with some of the entrepreneurs and executives that started working with me around burnout, I started to see that even when I helped them to perform, to indeed optimize that striving pleasure system, They came to the end and they were unhappy. I was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And then I started to say, okay, let's go back. And let's go back to the moment where I was doing study to quality of life and happiness. And then it started to shift. The positive psychology started to come up. And then I said, okay, we need to activate that second pleasure system. The one that is based on serotonin. And what is serotonin? Well, serotonin comes in nervous system now. And it's very closely related to oxytocin again, as to acetylcholine. But instead of helping you to focus on the future, on something that you don't have, or something that you want to afford, it helps you to connect with the here and now, with the great friends mm-hmm. and to help you to celebrate together. Because when we, in the past, caught that mammoths, what happens? We bring it home, we prepare it, we have a big feast. We t- Telling stories, dancing, singing, making sweet, sweet love. That's the normal car. So you have stress, you have striving pleasures, you have oxytocin and the connection, and then you have celebrating together in the here and now. And so I start to integrate that. So, for example, I have a free masterclass on my website, which is pretty new for everybody out there that is struggling with stress in these troublesome times, you know. And so in, in it there uh, are exercises where you learn how to sw- learn how to train your bone nervous system to switch between go mode, stress response and the striving, and let go mode, serotonin. Now, why is this serotonin so important? Well, it's the 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 champion hormone. It's the alpha male, or alpha female hormone. So when you get serotonin, two things happen. It calms your nervous system down. Three things. It helps you to build more connections, but more importantly, or just as importantly, I mean, it helps you to take forward action. So the more you win, the more you're gonna be inspired to take forward action. And it's so interesting, it's so powerful that, for example, when they make two rats compete, so when rats meet each other in like in like a, a, a tube, they will try to push each other out because it's a dominance to male rats. Now if they had a machine pushing one of the rats forward, and he won. Fake. He didn't win real. He started winning, even if before he was always losing. So just that moment is such a a switch. It creates a switch for you to take forward action. And it's like this feedback loop because when you take forward action, they have seen it many times. Then your amygdala, which is the guard dog of your brain, which Finds yeah. the stress responses, mm-hmm. calms them by taking forward action. It's so interesting. I love all
0: this. No, I love it. You're you're definitely speaking my my language for so many reasons. For the listeners who are new to the Balance Bully podcast, uh, my background is uh, psychology, sociology, anthropology, clinical social work, and public health. So I'm definitely all with you there with uh, all of the juiciness. Um, and the amygdala is definitely a Favorite part of the brain that we need and get frustrated with when it's not acting appropriately. Um, I'm curious, with all that you're doing to help other people relieve their stress and to move from the first to the second to the, through the third pleasure system of their own, how are you giving yourself permission to pause?
1: Dancing, darling. Uh, dancing,
0: I, dancing. I dance every
1: day. So, uh, so it's. I started when I was. When I had like my my surgery, I went from six hours a day training to nothing. I was not allowed to run. I was not allowed to 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 punch. I was not allowed to do lifting. And so I started doing Zouk. And Zouk is very slow. It's like from the lambada, a very slow lambada, you'd say. Mm-hmm. And then very soon I started to find kizomba, which is like a you could say African tango. It's a bit different, you know. It's more it's African, so it's much more in the floor. it's much more of a Forward hip movement instead of a sideway, but it's about all about connection. And in that moment, I started to realize, oh, well, wait a minute, one of the most important parts of why I was so obsessed by fighting was the amount of connection it provided me. It was connection with my opponent because we couldn't hide, we were real there in that ring. You can't hide, you are yourself. Deep connection with the people that support you, connection with the people that boo you or that celebrate you, and the, yeah, but the most deep connection with yourself in the present moment Mm. and so dancing helps me to do that and of course well yeah making sweet sweet love which is a different kind of dance of course
0: absolutely but it is definitely involving fluid movement which is really good let's hope so at least let's hope so so. let's hope so no this is fantastic and i could definitely talk to you forever i want you to share with everyone how can they connect with
1: well, one of the most easy ways is to go to my Instagram, which is Nico underscore racing, or to my Facebook, and just send me a message. What you also could do, if you would like to know more about what I do, go to my website, www.performwithpleasure.com, and there you can you will have access to a free masterclass that gives you more more information and it gives you some powerful tools that you already can start to use, because I I made it. Because not everybody's in the position to work i'm quite selective because i'm i give my all when i work with somebody It's my my entire i'm emotionally linked to you investing absolutely yeah. so i'm very selective but everybody needs it these days like it's so horrible so i help people to do that to learn to make their space into their competitive advantage in this crazy time. but then also you also have access to a free 6 minutes of relaxation that you can use throughout the day and a free uh, micro course to help you to embrace stress with pleasure. So that's all in there.
0: No, I love this so much. This is excellent giveaways and freebies to get you excited. First of all, to help you, but also to get you excited about the possibilities of what applying to work with you would look like. This is fantastic. So for everyone listening, make sure even if you are running on your truck, your, your, uh, what is it? What are, what are people running on in their houses? treadmill. I was trying to think of a word. You're running on your treadmill, riding on your Peloton or sitting on the couch with your feet up, wiggling your toes right now. Make sure that you bookmark www.performwithpleasure.com and get what you need so that you can really move to the next level of yourself. Uh, Nico, I am so grateful that you carved out time while you are vacationing in Portugal right now, making me jealous with the beautiful weather and everything you've talked about in the green room. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are appreciative. So awesome. Balance Boldy listeners, what did I tell you? We're rolling into the half year with some goods, making sure you have everything you need to help you with your mental health and wellness. As always, whether you are new to the BBP, which is what we call the Balanced Bully Podcast, or you have been a long-term listener, but you haven't necessarily found time to hit the subscribe button, please do that because it allows you to get notifications for great episodes like this one today with Nico Benazin. I said that right. Um, And with me always, you will also make sure that you want to put in your ratings and your reviews. Your honest five-star rating is great with me. If you have a different rating than five-star, that's fine too. But we want to make sure that we're getting your feedback so we know more of what to bring you and to bring back to you to go deeper in. Per usual, if you have any questions whatsoever or feedback or conversation you want to share with us about what you heard here today on the balance bully podcast make sure you email me at asknikita uh, at thinkpro.com i was about to say dot com at thinkpro.com so we can continue the conversation and There's lots of information below in the show notes, both with Nico's Instagram handles, the Facebook, as well as his website. And of course, all the things for us, including the Certified Selfish Facebook group for you to come on over and continue the conversation. So until next week, next time, the next lifetime beyond the moon that we have together right now, I want you to enjoy the balance of your day. Remember, do it boldly.